And know that the people never introduce an innovation until they abandon its light from the Sunnah. So beware of forbidden matters, for every new introduction is an innovation, bid'ah, and every innovation is misguidance, and misguidance and its people will be in the fire. Sheikh Fawzan, Hafizullah, said in explanation, the explanation, this is a tremendous point of wisdom, and it is something reported as a saying from the Salaf, reported it also as a saying from the Salaf, that they said, Muslim said, the people do not introduce an innovation except that they lose its like from the Sunnah. And whenever they introduce an innovation, they lose the like of it from the, from the Sunnah. In a footnote here, they mention it has already proceeded, that this here has already proceeded, that is the saying, or it was the saying of Hassan ibn Atiyah, rahimahullah. And just briefly, Hassan ibn Atiyah, he was well known on a famous virtuous one from the Tabi'een who died in the year 130. He was Abu Bakr and he, was, he lived in the city of Damascus, Dimashq. And it is said, or his, his uh, student, Imam al he said that he was from the people of Beirut, in the same town as Imam al But He lived in the city of Damascus. As for this report, that he's reported from him that he said, no people introduce an innovation in their religion, except that Allah removes from their sunnah its like. Then he does not return it to them until the day of resurrection. No people introduce an innovation in their religion except that Allah takes away from their sunnah its like. Then he does not return it to them to a day of resurrection. This report is mentioned from him for the same of Afi, uh, Hassan ibn Atiyah, by, uh, uh, reported by Adarimi and Allah Likai, and declared authentic by Shaykh al Albani in his Shaykh al Mishkat. And Shaykh al Albani said, in al Mishkat number 188, and Shaykh al Albani said, and it is also related as being a saying of Abu Huraira, reported by Abu Abbas al Asam in his hadith. Wallahu Now, for those who got the Saudi edition, they bring a, a continuation of the footnote with a quote from Sheikh Islam Ibn Taymiyyah on this same point with regard to the people of innovation. That they never, they, they're never, you never find them on innovation except you'll find that they've lost the Sunnah. <laughs> <laughs> 
lose affairs and miss out, drop affairs of the Sunnah. And he carries on a very important point. Those who got the Saudi edition, you can read it there, inshallah. As for Sheikh of Azan, then he said, continuing, having mentioned this report, that it is reported for, as a saying from the Salaf, that the people do not introduce an innovation except that they lose its light from the Sunnah. He said, because the Sunnah and innovation cannot be combined except that one of them will expel the other. If the sunnah and innovation come together in something, one of them will expel the other. Either innovation will, will, get, will expel the sunnah from the other, or the sunnah will expel innovation. They can't exist together like that. He said, so a person cannot be an innovator and a person of sunnah. He can't be a muqtadi' and a sunni. This person here, he's both a, sun, uh, a sunni, person of sunnah, and an innovator at one and the same time. He can't be. Rather, either he will be an innovator or he will be a person of sunnah. They cannot, but they cannot both be combined in him. So one of them will necessarily expel the other. And this is from the harmful effects of innovations. He will expel the person that upon the thunder, then he goes into innovation, he will expel the thunder that he had within. This is from one of the this is one of the harmful effects of innovation. And this point of wisdom, narrated, is confirmed by experience. And that people never take on an innovation except they drop it's the light from somewhere. This point of wisdom narrated is confirmed by experience. And the witness for this and its proof is that you will find the people of Bidah, the people of innovations, having hatred for the authentic Ahadith, and having hatred for the Sunan, for the matters of the Sunnah, and the worst enemy to them, and the most hateful thing that they can hear, is that it is said, such and such Hadith prohibits such and such, or it forbids such and such. They hate to hear the like of that. There's a hadith that prohibits so-and-so, that forbids so-and-so. They do not want to hear the ahadith and the sunan which contradict what they are upon. The hadith is confirmed, it's hadith, they don't want to hear it. If it goes against what they're upon, they, will not, they do not want to hear it. Mm. Sheikh said, so this is a sign that they, innovation, or it's a sign that the sunnah and innovations cannot come together. As for the person who is upon the sunnah, then if he hears a, a hadith from Allah's Messenger, وسلم, then he becomes happy with that. And he adds something good to the good which he already possesses. And he adds knowledge to his knowledge. The person of Sunnah, he is happy with the ahadith of the Messenger from Allah Whenever a hadith, a new hadith comes to him, he hasn't heard before, he's happy. So overjoyed, authentic hadith comes, he's happy with it. That's a sign of the person of the Sunnah. Whereas the person of innovation, he has aversion for the ahadith of the Messenger from Allah This is something very clear in the innovators. That they wage war against the matters from the Sunnah. 
because these things put an end to the innovations which they are upon. Then the chef said, and this is a deterrent against innovations. <coughs> and that they also cause matters of the sunnah to pass away, innovations. They have this first effect that he mentioned. They cause aversion, burdens upon innovation. He starts that he has hatred for the for authentic ahadith from the Messenger of Allah have aversion for that. That's one of the evil, evil effects of innovation. Then he said, and also, that they cause matters of the sunnah to pass away. And they cause love of matters of the sunnah to pass away from the heart. Then the Shaykh continued, he said, his saying, فَحْذَرَ الْمُحْرَمَاتِ مِنَ الْأُمُورِ Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, so beware of forbidden matters. Sheikh Bazan says, because forbidden matters have no good in them. There's no good in them. Whether these forbidden matters relate to shirk or kufr or are matters of sin, ma'asi. The principle is the same. There will not be something good. There's no good there. Because Allah will not forbid something and there is good in it. Then he clarifies that further. He'll only forbid something which is pure evil. It's purely evil. Or something which the evil of it outweighs the good or an evil which is equal. And this is the case that Allah the Most High will only forbid a matter if it's just there's no good in it whatsoever, it's just purely something evil, then it will be forbidden. Or if it's something that's got good and a small amount of evil, but rather it's something evil and there's a small amount of good, but the evil is far more, then that will be forbidden. Or if the good and evil are equal, still that will be forbidden. Sheikh said, so if good and evil come together in something, then if the evil is more or equal, then you should avoid it. And if the good is more, then there is no harm in taking taking it on. No harm in taking it, taking hold of it. And the slight evil found in it, along with the greater good, is excused. It's a matter there's a great good in it, but there's some harm, something harmful in the matter. Then we take, it, take that matter on board, and this small evil that comes along with it, that is hard, that is hard and overlooked. He said, he's saying, For every new introduction is a bid'ah, is an innovation. And every innovation is misguided. Shaykh Bhagan said, This is the textual wording of the hadith of Al-Irbad ibn Sariyah. The textual, textual wording of the hadith of Al-Irbad ibn Sariyah, who said, Shaykh Bhagan mentions the famous hadith of Al-Irbad ibn Sariyah, that he said, Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
gave us an admonition from which the hearts trembled and the eyes shed tears so therefore we said O Messenger of, o messenger of Allah it is as if it is the admonition given by one who is departing it is as if it is an admonition which is a farewell admonition so therefore give us counsel advise us so he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said usikum bi taqwa Allah wa sam'i wa ta'a wa in ta'amara alaykum abd fi riwayatin abdun habashiyun ka'anna ra'sahu zabibah فإنه من يعيش منكم فسير اختلافا كثيرا فعليكم بسنتي وسنة الخلفاء الراشدين المهديين من بعدي تمسكوا بها وعبدوا عليها بالنواجد وإياكم ومحتفات الأمور فإن كل محتفات بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وفي رواية وكل ضلالة في النار الله المسنجر صلى الله عليه وسلم said I counsel you with being dutiful to Allah having taqwa of Allah being dutiful to Allah and fearful of Allah and with hearing and obeying even if a slave is appointed over you and in one narration a slave an Abyssinian slave whose head is as if it is a raisin for whoever lives long amongst you then he will see very great difference. So adhere to my sunnah. And the sunnah of the rightly guided orthodox khulafa after me. Cling on to it. And bite onto it with your premolar teeth. And beware of new, newly introduced affairs. Sheikh Fazan said, this is a warning. Iyaka. Beware of it's a word of warning. Beware of newly introduced affairs. For every newly introduced affair is an innovation, bid'ah. And every innovation is misguidance. In a footnote they mention this hadith, this famous hadith of Al-Irabad ibn Sariyah, has preceded. And they mentioned before, we had before in the book, that's reported by Imam Ahmad and Abu Dawood and the Tirmidhi and Ibn Majah this hadith declared sahih, authentic by Shaykh al-Rabani then Shaykh al-Rabani, Shaykh al-Fawzan he mentions and in one narration there occurs the wording and every misguidance will be in the hellfire as occurred before in the book this particular wording here at the end of this every misguidance will be in the fire this occurs in a hadith of Jabir ibn Abdullah of the Allah Anhumah, reported by An-Nasai, as hadith 1578, in the book of the two Eid prayers, chapter 22, how the khutbah is given, also reported by Ibn Khuzaymah, which is an important, important addition in the hadith here. So reported by An-Nasai and Ibn Khuzaymah, where he mentions that Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa used to give a khutbah, give an address, and he would praise Allah and repeat words of praise upon him as he deserves and then he would say whomever Allah guides then none can misguide him and whomever he misguides then none can guide him and the truest speech is the book of Allah and the best 
way is the way of Muhammad and the worst of affairs are the newly introduced affairs and every newly introduced affair is an innovation and every innovation is misguidance and every misguidance or all misguidance is in the fire again Shaykh Rabban declared that narration sahih also authentic also then Shaykh Rabban continued in explanation every newly introduced affair is a bid'ah an innovation and he makes a very important point the point where the people the people of the sunnah the salafis are very often attacked that you're saying that car is, is a bid'ah to ride in cars and, and the like and a bid'ah to build buildings and the like so Shaykh Fazal makes a very important point here he said every newly every mustafa every newly introduced affair is an innovation and what is meant by a newly introduced affair is in the religion in the deen something introduced and put into uh, brought into the religion the deen as for newly introduced affairs with regard to customs adat everyday habits customs and with regard to worldly benefits and with regard to types of food and drinks and clothing then these are innovations in the language sense they're new things but new in the language sense not in the religious sense they are not innovations in the legislative sense but rather newly introduced affairs in the religion they are the forbidden innovations when we're speaking about newly introduced affairs which are forbidden which are innovations we're talking about introductions into the religion not matters of worldly life driving cars and the like of that it's rather new, introdu- new introduction in the religion they are the forbidden innovations then he said and this contains a refutation of those who divide innovations into categories dividing them into good innovations and bad innovations and permissible innovations they take innovation they divide it and say some of it, some innovations are good some are bad some are permissible and they say that they fall into or they fall under the five rulings this is the saying of some of the people of the past what Shaykh Farzan is indicating here what they, they meant the five rulings the five rulings of Islam the five rulings of, of all affairs meaning those things which are obligatory first one, those things which are recommended the second one, those things which are permissible, those things which are disliked, and those things which are forbidden. Some of the people of the past, who the scholars have refuted they said innovations you can't just say they're all bad, they say no they fall under, they fall under, some innovations are obligatory, some innovations are recommended, some innovations are permissible, some are disliked and some are forbidden. They fall into all those five categories so Shaykh Bhagavan is repeating that here he said they say that they fall into all of the five rulings then this is a ghalaq this is a mistake because bid'ah innovation in the religion all of them are misguided by the textual statement of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that he said فَإِنَّ كُلَّ مُحْتَفَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ بَلَانَةٍ the Messenger said for every new introduction is an innovation 
and every innovation is misguided. <coughs> and I think that what they have done, I mean those people who say that, what happened, how after the, the clarity of the hadith here, how can someone come along and say, but there are other five types of innovation? Some, some are obligatory, some recommended, and so forth, so on, so forth. There's good innovations and bad ones. Sheikh says, how can they say that? He said, I think that what they have done is to enter those things which are an innovation with regard to the language. And as we said before, the like of cars and things, new, new, new introductions, new foods, new clothing. How can, you know, what I think they've done, they've introduced things which are called innovation in the language. And they call these things good innovations. And innovations in the linguistic sense are permissible. For example, these things that are new, they're not innovations in religion, but they're, they're called in because they're new things that come about. But they're not from the religion, they're not introduced into the religion. The chef said these things are permissible. Such as building schools and building accommodation buildings for students of knowledge. And such as putting vowel points on the mushafs, on the written copies of the Quran. And the like of that. They call these good innovations. But these are not innovations. These are matters that follow on from the sunnahs and are a revival of the sunnahs. So building schools and building accommodation buildings for students of knowledge and printing the mushafs and putting vowel points on them. All of these are an aid upon knowledge. So they are something good. And they are sunnah. So these people are either taking good practices and calling them innovations or they are calling matters of custom innovation when they do not enter into the religion because they are, the, they are from the affairs of this world so they do not enter into the religion they are just worldly affairs so she has clarified that point there matters of, which are new things in the, in the worldly life they are not taken as part of the deen but do not seek to worship Allah based upon, based upon them then we don't say that these are innovations these are new things with regard to worldly life they are not matters of the deen they are not innovations in the, in the religious sense. So therefore, no scope to say that he's a good innovation. <coughs> then Shaykh Abbas answered, he's saying, وَالضَّلَالَةُ وَأَهْلُهَا فِي النَّارِ and misguidance and its people will be in the fire. Shaykh Abbas answered, as occurs in the hadith, وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ and all misguidance will be in the fire. The hadith of had before the hadith of Jabir and the Shaykh said and as occurs in the hadith of Al-Firaq the sects, the different sects and as occurs in the hadith of the sects that Allah's Messenger said and this nation will split into 73 sects all of them in the fire except for one. In a footnote they mention the checking list is proceeding and it's from the famous hadith reported by Tirmidhi and Al-Hakim and declared Hassan good by Shaykh al-Bani. Then Shaykh Bazan said 
So this is a proof that the people of innovation will be in the fire. And they vary in level. From them are those who will be in the fire because of their disbelief. In other words, they've done a, a, an innovation which is of the level of disbelief, kufr. So some of them will be in the fire because of his disbelief. And some of them will be in the fire because of his sin. You know, they've committed innovation or the like, which is, a, which is a sin. It doesn't reach the level of being disbelief. And they will be in the fire because of, because of sin. And from them will be those who remain in the fire forever. And from them will be, the, will be those who do not remain forever in it. But rather the ruling of such a person will be the same as the ruling of the people of the major sins. Ashab and Kabair. Some people have committed innovations, serious innovations, but they are not, they're not innovations which reach the level of being disbelief. But they are innovations still. Then, those who are in the fire because of that, they carry the same ruling as the people of major sins. That would mean that they'll be in the fire for some time and eventually they will leave. <coughs> As for, that's where Sheikh Bazan ends the explanation of this point. So we'll leave, we'll leave the uh, next point to next time, inshallah. But as for something brief then, then Sheikh Ahmad al-Najmi, rahimahullah, he mentions on this same point, the same point of the author, and know that the people do not introduce innovation until they leave its light from the sunnah. And he mentions the seriousness of this matter, of introducing innovation, that when a person does that, he does two forbidden things. A person introduces innovations into his religion, then he has, done, he has introduced an innovation which is forbidden, and he will have abandoned a match of the sunnah, which is also something forbidden. Then he gives some evidences for that. He brings some ayahs from Surah Al-Anfal, 24th and 25th ayah, Surah Al-Nur, 24th Surah, ayahs 48 to 50, and Surah Al-Nisa, ayah 115. And he explains those ayahs. I'm just abridging here. And then he says at the end of his discussion, and, and just as occurs, or what they said before that, so there is a threat upon the person who abandons matters of the sunnah and introduces innovations. There is a tremendous threat awaiting it. And he mentions some of these, some more of these ayahs. And he said, and likewise, as occurs in his saying, he the most high, وَمَنْ يُشَاقِفِ الرَّسُولَ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَى وَيَأْتَبِئَ غَيْرَ سَبِيلِ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ وَالَّهِ مَا تَوَلَّى وَنُفْلِهِ جَهَنَّمْ وَسَاءَتْ مَصِيرًا Surah An-Nisa, 4th Surah, Ayah 115 The declaration, and whoever contends with the Messenger after the guidance has been made clear to him and follows other than the way of the believers then we will land him in the path he has chosen and we will burn him in the fire we will enter him into the fire of hell and what an evil destination Sheikh Ahmed al-Najmi said and just as occurs in the saying of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kullu ummati yadkhuluna al-jannah illa man abha that all of my nation will enter paradise except for those who refuse so they said O Messenger of Allah and who would refuse so he said man ata'ani dakhal al-jannah wa man ata'ani faqad abha 
And he said, whoever obeys me, he will enter paradise. And whoever disobeys me, then he has refused. The hadith reported by al-Bukhari, that's hadith 7,280. Then Sheikh Ahmad, Ahmad finishes this point by saying, and the Mubtada, the person of innovation, is one who is disobedient to Allah and his messenger. He is following his desires, venerating his own self, claiming by his condition, even if he doesn't say it on his tongue, but by his very condition, claiming that his opinion and his desires are better than that which the Messenger وسلم, came with. So therefore beware from being from those people. Such that you will have the threat of the fire upon you. And Allah's refuge is sought. And Allah is the one who grants success. And just finally, something very briefly from the explanation of Shaykh Saleh al-Suhaymi, he said, mentioning again the extreme seriousness of innovation in the matter of the religion, and he stressed this point here, this is a very important point that Imam al-Bahari brings here, a very important point that he's stressing. And in his explanation, he mentioned the famous saying of Imam Sufyan, Sufyan al-Thawri, that he said with regard to innovation and its seriousness, Al-bid'atu ahabbu ila iblis min al-ma'siyah. Sufyan al-Thawri said, innovation is more beloved to iblis, to the devil. Innovation is more beloved to iblis than sin, because a person may repent from sin, but a person does not repent from innovation. Report reported by Allah Likai in Shah Rasul Itikada Sunnah. Uh, innovation is more beloved to Iblis than sin. Obviously Iblis loves from the Muslims they commit sins, but even more beloved to him is innovation. Because a person might repent from sin. He knows that he's done wrong, and he might repent from it. But a person upon innovation, he thinks it's something good, he thinks that is the deen. So he stays upon it. Shaykh Sahaymi makes the point in that regard that it's very, it's very rare that a person when he enters into innovation it's very rare that he repents from it and you see a person coming back from innovation they usually remain upon it it's rare that Allah grants them repentance from it rather than they very often remain upon it that's why it's more beloved to, to Iblis so it shows the seriousness of innovation Alhamdulillah wa sallallahu ala Muhammad. Subhanallah wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaik.